You're listening to What The Flux. This is Brett. And this is Justin. And it's Thursday, the 30th of January. Justin, some exciting news coming to you from the video gaming world today. Tell me about it. A 1970s brand named Atari, huge back in the day. I Atari. Now, they're not so good at video games anymore, but they've said they're launching hotels that will feature spaces for virtual reality and augmented reality, as well as streaming and esports events. They're onto something here. Nice. Brett, here's one straight off the press. It's just come out that NAB has told their employees they're not good enough for Apple iPhones anymore. <laughs> it's Samsung phones only for business phones. How humiliating. NAB employees. Now let's get into story number one. Australia's buy now, pay later industry and its companies like Afterpay and Zip are set to sign a new code of practice to ensure customers are treated more fairly. First things first, what is buy now, pay later? Well, buy now, pay later or BNPL allows customers to delay payment for goods or services without incurring any interest, but they do charge fees when customers fail to pay on time. The Buy now, pay later providers aren't regulated like short-term lenders, <coughs> payday, <coughs> for instance, Nimble or Cash Converters, because the service isn't classed as a credit product. The buy now, pay later sector has been urged to put a code together to ensure appropriate practices for products in the space. The new draft code, which was written by an industry body, has three main changes in my humble. One. Companies can't force customers into financial hardship, which includes sending customers to debt collectors or initiating bankruptcy proceedings. They also can't charge late fees to customers who have flagged that they're in financial hardship. So there's a cap on late and default fees. The new code of practice requires buy now, pay later providers to carry out more thorough assessment of a customer's ability to make repayments. Whatever that means. But here's the key learning. The buy now, pay later industry has been growing like crazy over the last few years. It's now considered that 30% of all Australians are said to be customers. So while this new code appears to be a paradigm shift for the industry, it's actually a great outcome for the buy now, pay later providers because it doesn't go far enough. How so? For instance, each individual company gets to decide on the cap they will charge to customers themselves. So pretty much what they're doing now? Pretty much. The fact is one in two Australians are financially illiterate. And the other fact is many lenders just don't do enough to teach consumers about how to manage money and what happens if you don't repay in time or in full because the impact can be severe and lasting. Watch this space. The draft code will open for feedback over the next six weeks, and I'm sure we can expect a lot of back and forth between the buy now, pay later companies, industry bodies, and consumer advocates. Story number two. Now, we've all been pretty devastated by the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant. Nike has sold out of Kobe Bryant merchandise online following the basketball star's passing. Now, initial reports said that Nike had pulled its Kobe-related merchandise from its website, but those turned out to be false. A search of Kobe-related items on Nike.com show a tribute message that extends sympathies to the Bryant family and their friends. Kobe was one of the most prominent NBA players to sign with Nike. He inked an endorsement deal with Nike all the way back in 2003. Nike has been releasing Kobe sneakers ever since, even following his retirement from the sport in 2016. But here's the key learning. The tributes for Kobe are a testament to his impact both on and off the court. And in business terms, it really speaks volumes about the positive influence that celebrities can have on brands and more importantly, on consumers. 
We mentioned Beyonce the other day, but not only do consumers like to see a familiar face on a product, often people want to be like celebrities. People idolized Kobe for his positive mumba mentality and his outstanding achievements on court. And company partnerships with celebrities can often open up new market opportunities for those companies. Kobe is hugely popular outside the US, particularly in regions like China and Europe. And most of all, people really notice and remember seeing an ad or a product when their favorite celebrity is involved. Now, Brett, we chatted about Kaufland the other day. Now we're talking about Woolies. Let's talk about Woolies. Now, experts have released a report saying Australia's very own Woolworths may grow to set the global standard for supermarkets and ultimately become the supermarket of the future. The investment bank UBS has claimed Woolworths could actually double its profits and grow to become one of the best supermarket chains in the world. While some think supermarkets are done in the long term, me one of them, and online companies will destroy the supermarket industry. UBS has actually opposed all of that. They're saying Woolies is perfectly placed to meet a consumer demand convenience. Here's what's interesting. Because Woolworths is so big, they can do stuff that other companies just can't. For instance, they can take advantage of the giant numbers of people who go into their number of stores every single day. And the fact that their customers keep coming back to them week after week. Day after day sometimes. Indeed, especially when they're offering that Woolworths branded chocolate mousse that I can't get enough of. (laughs) The fact that their customers keep coming back to them week after week suggests that they'll be able to offer those repeat customers new products over time. Now, Justin, tell me, what is the key learning for the Flux family here? Although Woolies is big and powerful and confident about its supermarket future, it seems not to be so confident in the supermarket future. And that's because it keeps buying stakes in other businesses that aren't supermarkets. It actually has a half stake in a data company named Quantium and captures and sells that data of consumers to other companies that aren't Woolies. Woolies now has a media business too that focuses on showing ads to people. And recently, they bought a stake in meal kit delivery company, Marley Spoon. And they also bought a majority stake in Shorty's Liquor, which does online ordering and delivery Pretty much like Jimmy Brings. It's a lot of other investments. So despite the fact that UBS and Woolies are saying they're super confident in their supermarket strategy, a little secret kind of appears like they're not. They're just hedging their bets, really. Absolutely. Great to have the Flux family with us today. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.